Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is season two of Let Me Ask You a Question. I'm your host, the local conspiracy brother. I'm John, and, and I just want to welcome you guys back. Season one was phenomenal. It was awesome. We touched on a few things, and, you know, I really feel like in season one, uh, there were uh, some issues that we touched on briefly, but we didn't really go into depth. I really wanted to use season one as an as an introduction and, uh, you know, as a way to kind of just give you an idea of some of the things that we would speak about before we jump right in and really begin to dive deep in some of these issues. Um, what I want to talk about, I want to kick off season two with gatekeepers. I want to talk about gatekeepers. Gatekeepers. What is a gatekeeper? See, a gatekeeper is a person that uh, that may uh, they may stop someone from reaching a certain point or, uh, you know, they may keep you from from doing certain things. They they basically to me, uh, a gatekeeper is like a hater, it's somebody that's hating on somebody else, because in order for you to be a gatekeeper, you have to turn somebody around. You have to show some form of favoritism, favoritism. And as I was sitting down and I was kind of doing um, doing a little bit of research and, and gathering notes for the show, I thought about it like, wait a minute, they conditioned us to become gatekeepers like early, right? You know, from 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 childhood. So let me give you a couple of examples. Like if you've ever been in the classroom and the teacher leaves the classroom and they say, hey, John, I want you to watch the class. If anybody talks, write that name on the board. That's the gatekeeper. Now, like outside of you just flat out being a snitch, right? That's also playing gatekeeper because guess what? The person that got in trouble, they couldn't go to recess. So that means at this point, I have the power. I have the power, right? If the teacher says, whoever name I write down cannot go outside for recess, that means I have the power. So I can write your name on that board right now. The teacher's not here. If I write your name on the board right now, you're not going to research. I just play, I just play a gatekeeper. That's a fact. Bus monitor, hall monitor. <laughs> you're a gatekeeper, right? But see, the thing is, as far as gatekeepers, there are different gatekeepers in each industry. Some of these gatekeepers, they do some of the nastiest things. They stop people from making money. They stop people from feeding their families. And the crazy thing is, these are some of the people that you love. Some of the people that get on social media and talk about how we have to help people and how we have to do this. And in reality, that's stopping people's bags on a day-to-day basis. Right? Understand, in music, comedy, movies, they're gatekeepers. There's somebody... Okay, so let's let's talk about it, right? So... I don't want to turn this into a black or white thing, right? But let's just say we won't use race. Let's just say major company, right? Major company A. Major company A hires, let's say me. Major company A hires John. My job is to find them talent in whatever industry I'm in. That's my job. They have commissioned me to do so. They trust me. Whoever I say is good. It's good. Whoever I say is no good is no good. That's a fact. I am now the gatekeeper to company A. 
So let's just say it's a music. Let's just say it's music company A. So music company A says, hey, John, look, we need some hot new rappers. We need some hot new rappers. Go out there and get us the hottest rappers. All right, cool. I got you. So I go out there. I'm looking for the hottest new rappers. That's all I'm looking for. But understand, if I'm looking for the hottest new rapper, that's my opinion. It's my opinion. It's my opinion on who's the hottest new rapper. So let's just say rapper, <laughs> let's just say rapper A has a mixtape out, right? Rapper A has a mixtape out and rapper A is killing them. Rapper A is killing them. But I went to high school with rapper A. And back in the day, rapper A used to try and talk to my girl. See, he think I forgot. I never forget. Rapper A used to try to talk, talk to my girl back in the day. And so now he wants to be a rapper. He wants to get down with company A, which I'm now the gatekeeper for. So now when he comes to me, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care how hot his music is. It's personal. Nah, I don't want you. He not hot. No, nah, I go with your direct competitor. I go with the next guy just so I don't pick you. I just play gatekeeper. See, if you notice the gatekeeper and just a flat out hater and or a snitch, you see how they tightly, <laughs> how they're tightly related. And you see how people have these type of feelings about gatekeepers. I don't know if you remember uh, Mike Epps. Mike Epps did an interview on The Breakfast Club and they asked him what he does not like about Kevin Hart. He asked what he does not like about Kevin Hart. And basically, in so many words, he said he's Kevin Hart is playing gate. He's the gatekeeper. But think about it. Kevin Hart is the number one comedian in the game. Right. So if there's a company, let's just say company A, we're not going to turn it into a race thing. Let's say company A is like, hey, Kevin, look, we want you to go get the hottest comedians in the game. Go get the hottest comedians. And if you skipping over some people. You have to give an explanation why. Nobody can commission you to go get the hottest comedians in the game and you don't talk to Mike Epps. How? How? I was watching a couple of old comedy specials. Mike Epps was the host. Mike Epps was the host. Mike Epps was the man. Kevin Hart was coming up. We all know who Mike Epps is. Mike Epps is, Mike Epps is funnier than Kevin Hart. That's a fact. Stand up or movies. Mike Epps is funnier. But Kevin Hart, he didn't want to do business with Mike Epps. For whatever reason. Allegedly. For whatever reason. Right? And if you listen to Kevin Hart talk, you can tell. See that confidence that he has? He knows he's the gatekeeper. But we haven't just seen this in comedy. We see it in music. Jay-Z. Puff Daddy. See, a lot of times when you see these celebrities talking about this money that they got, oh, they got this money, that money is for them to go out and do something else. That money is for them to go out and bring more money to the company that gave it to them. So that now makes you the gatekeeper. See, if they give you $100 million, hey, we're going to give you $100 million to go out there and, and basically we want you to go sign artists for our company. You're going to go sign the artists that you want. How many times have you heard somebody say, man, you know what? I didn't like him. I don't like him personally, but I signed him anyway. Nobody ever says that. Nobody ever says that. 
They may say, oh, against my better judgment or I wasn't necessarily a fan of his music. Nobody says, I cannot stand this person. I hate this person with a passion, but the business side of it, I had to do it. Nobody ever says that because they're playing gatekeeper. They're not signing the person that they think is the hottest person. They're not doing that. Jay-Z's done it. Puff Daddy's done it. I'm from Chicago, right? So in Chicago, all right, murders happen all the time in Chicago. You know, unfortunately, it's it's common. You know, you know certain places to go and where not, you know, where to go and where not to go, what to say and what not to say, right? So there's an artist, Chief Keef. I don't know if you're familiar with Chief Keef. Chief Keef came out uh, probably like around 2012, 2011, 2012, right? Chief Keef is from Chicago. He's from a certain area in Chicago. Now there's drill. There's a there's a form of music called drill music. It's the the drill scene here in Chicago. It started around that time, and so Chief Keef was the first person to pop mainstream. There were other artists doing drill music, and basically what drill music was that was basically um, the kids at the time they were get, they were gang banging because they were heavy in the streets. They're gang banging in the streets, and then they're making songs about what they're doing. So for example. You know, Chief Keith, you know, I mean, his his friends, you know, their guys, you know, not him personally, but his guys, they would, you know, say they go do something in the streets to the guys from the other side. So what they'll do if they caught, <laughs> let's just say, for example, the guy name is Tay-Tay. If they caught Tay-Tay and they killed him, the next song that comes out is going to be some kind of reference to Tay-Tay. Now, the guys from the other side, of course, they don't like that. That's somebody's brother, father, son. So there's always somebody that's going to feel some type of way when you diss the dead. But that's what was going on. So what ended up happening is Chief Keith was the first one to go. So what do you think Chief Keith did? Do you think Chief Keith is going to... So now Chief Keith gets to deal with Interscope. So now Interscope is like, hey, the drill music, that's what's hot right here in the streets. Who's next in Chicago? Do you think Chief Keef is going to come back to Chicago and help? Because let's be clear, there were other rappers from the other side that were making decent music, right? There were other rappers. There was a rapper named um, Jojo from the other side. People, Some people liked him more than Chief Keef. You think Chief Keef is going to come back and get Jojo? No. He just played gatekeeper. He just hated on him. But at the same time, that's his enemy, his direct enemy. That's what happens. So you think it's a coincidence that so 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 Chief keeping them, they're, they're affiliated with, with one particular game. Right. And the guys from the other side is another game. So do you think it's a coincidence that the guys that came out after Chief Keep, they're all the same thing? No, he went and got his guys. What would you do? Would you? <laughs> so when you come back and you got the power to sign somebody else, are you going to sign your guy or are you going to sign your enemy? Even if your enemy is a better rapper than your guy, are you still going to sign your guy? Absolutely. You just play gatekeeper. That's what you just did. And the same thing happened. Um, FBG Doug, rest in peace. He just passed. If you check some of his, some of his interviews, he was saying basically he was blocked in the industry. He was making good music. He had the city going crazy. But he's from the other side. 
So, so Chief Keith Dirt, you know, King Von, they, they, if they're in the rooms and somebody asked them about FBG Duck, oh, yeah, nah, you don't want him. Nah, you don't want him. Straight like, that's that, that's that direct enemy. They just play gatekeeper. But see, you got to understand this. The person that plays gatekeeper, they have a lot of power. See, they're not the most powerful person because they're somebody that's uh, typically financing what's going on, but they have power. They have the power to help somebody get some money or to stop somebody from getting money. Terms like being blackballed, being canceled. This is all this is all people playing gatekeeper. So then when you start thinking about, okay, you start thinking about Harvey Weinstein. And other people, you know, the, the casting couch. We've heard the term casting couch. I've heard casting couch since I was little. The casting couch is real. That's a fact. That's a fact. All of this is public knowledge. You can look it all up. See, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, he was basically the gatekeeper to help people get in movies. All you want that starring role, he can get you done. Absolutely. Oh, it's the hot new movie that's about to come out. He attached to it. We can talk about it. See, if you have the power to change somebody's life, depending on what type of person you are, that might be too much power. Because sometimes a man will approach a woman like, hey, all right, well, you want this job? You know, yeah, this, this role as the leading lady in this, in this movie it's a five million. It's a five million dollar price tag. The lean lady in this movie is gonna get five million dollars. Why should I pick you? You know what? Don't worry about it. Meet me at my hotel tonight. Wait, what? <laughs> Not at lunch. Not at the office. Meet me at my hotel tonight, and you gonna and I want you to show me why I should pick you. Straight like that. Let me ask you a question. If somebody told you, now it sounds sounds creepy, right? But it's like, all right, I really need this job. This definitely sounds creepy. But if somebody said, hey, look, it's a $5 million job. Meet me at my hotel. You know, I'm too busy during the day. Meet me at my hotel. Would you show up? Would you show up? In the back of your mind, it sounds fishy. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like, well, damn, I don't know. I could be tripping. I, I, I'm probably right, but there's a slight chance that I'm tripping. So you show up. Then guess what happens? Dude show up. He's in a robe. It's, and it's exactly what you thought. He just got you. He just got you. Then he tells you, hey, look. Now, say, now let's just say you don't do it. Say so you're like, man, no, nah, I'm not on that. He tell you, like, look, if you tell anybody about this, you're done. You're done. You'll never work anywhere. Like, you see it in movies, you know, like, ah, you know if you do that, you're finished. That's real. They can do that. Because there's only a handful of companies that control everything. So if you've got enough footing with the right company, you can stop somebody from making money. That's a fact. That's a fact. 
Oh, you want to do a movie with them? Oh, they call a company. Hey, say, look, you know what? If you do, if you do business with them, you'll never do business with me. They're not gonna choose you. So understand that type of power. People are in certain situations. Now we're talking about established actresses that Harvey Weinstein did this to. He's in jail for this right now. This I can't even say allegedly. He got convicted of this. So if Harvey Weinstein is doing that, imagine somebody that has the power to take somebody out of the hood. What? You got the power. You can pull up and literally say, hey, look, if you come with me, you don't have to live in this situation no more. You don't have to live in these conditions no more. You, you and your family is good. But in order for you to do that, I need you to do ABC. That's what's happening. On so many levels. But the only thing is, what's ABC? What is ABC? What are they trying to get people to do? What are they trying to get people to do? Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that the entertainment industry really has people that worship the devil? We know it's homosexuals in the industry. We know that. Do you know that they perform rituals? There are real life devil worshipers. So we talked about what a gatekeeper is. Do you understand that some of these gatekeepers, one of the requirements, if you want to come get down and you want to whatever, whatever gate, whatever door they're keeping you from entering, there's requirements, there's contingencies. That's a fact. So if the person says, hey, all right, well, look, this is what you want to do. You want you want to get on? You want to change your, you want to change your, your your situation? You want me to help you out? I need you to read this book. Start off small. Read this book. All right. After you read this book, all right, we can talk. All right, boom. You read the book. You gotta pay attention. The book is introducing to introducing you to some things, some, some things that you might have heard about, but you wasn't a hundred. You know, eh. come to this party. All right, cool. Show up to the party. Things going on at the party that you're not used to. There's certain activities, certain behaviors that you're not used to, but you're there. See, you're there. You're, 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 at the time, you're innocent. You're innocent because all you're thinking about is truly changing your situation. You want to change your life. You're thinking about your children. You're thinking about your family. That's the only reason you're there. You don't want to be disrespectful. You don't want to leave. Because what this person is saying that they can do, they really can do it. You know if it's not you, it'll be somebody else. See, that's the thing. When you talk about rapping, you talk about acting, you talk about uh, even sports, you're not the only person that can do this. That's a fact. You, you've, <laughs> you're not the only rapper. not the only actor. You're not the only politician. But what are you going to do to set yourself apart? What are you going to do to set yourself apart? You see your competition at the party. They there. They not leaving. So you're going to stay. So now you stay. You at the party. 
Now they start doing some other stuff. It's like, wait a minute. They start, <laughs> they start speaking in different languages. Music changed. They start moving a little funny. Now it's people coming out with masks on. Then the food changed. Like the, it's like the party started one way, and now it's a totally different party. Now you're seeing some things, stuff that you don't want to see. Now you're just flat out ready to go. I got to get up out of here. I got to get up out of here. But you're already there. You already attended the party. And your rival is still there. They didn't leave yet. They borderline look like they with it. They putting their mask on. It's like, damn. I'm going to let him beat me? Man, I'm going to let him beat me? Now look. Now you with it. Same thing going on, right? So now the party gets even later. Now they want you to do some things that you're not comfortable with. If you're a man, you got a woman at home, they might want you to go over there and, you know what I'm saying? Go and have that man over there right there. Hold on. Wait a minute, man. I don't do that. Nothing against that, but that's not what I do. Yeah, well, only thing is if, if you want to be down with us, that's what you're going to do. Now you're at a crossroad. You do it or you don't. Your competition, he with it. He, just, he gone. I'm telling you, there's stories like this all over the internet. I've heard a story personally. This happens. This happens. These parties that these celebrities have, these parties and these different things that you get invited to, you get proposition. Let me ask you a question. What's your number? What's your number? What's your number to compromise your integrity? What's your number to compromise your sexuality? What's your number? Think about it. Some people, they don't even want the money. They just want to be famous. They just want to be famous. They don't even care about the money. See, when you hear about people... That, that that's doing something, they don't know anything about their contracts, they don't know anything about the money that they make off of the things that they're doing, that's because they don't care. They just want to be famous. They just want to be famous and they'll do whatever. People are willing to compromise themselves. These gatekeepers, they've already compromised themselves. That's why they trust it. They going out recruiting The devil is heavy in that industry. The devil is heavy in that industry. When you talk about spirit cooking and, and all of these different things and people talking about the different energy, the different forces, especially in the music industry. I'm a fan of battle rap. I'm a fan of battle rap, old school. reason why I like battle rap is because you got to really listen to the words. Like, I come from that era, that generation where you really have to say something. It has to be thought-provoking. It has to be, you have to be nice with words outside of the beat. Like, I want to hear what you're saying. No beat. What's your word? Can you, can, mm, can you get a reaction? What, what, you know? And it's like, that's why I enjoy it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the music the way that it is now, I can listen to it, but 
and not really saying too much of anything. It's like the beat is hard, and the man, you know, he he just the way that he's able to maneuver through the beat is nice. Got you. I don't 100% know what he's saying, but I like it. It's catchy. Right. Battle rap is not like that. It's no beats. It's just the words. And that's why I like that it's truly the essence, the form. But now, battle rap is different. It's different. It's corporate sponsors. And there's nothing wrong with that. But see, with corporate sponsors, when you start taking corporate money, that means you have to follow the corporate agenda. So now, it's like, oh, okay. We the biggest rap league. We, you know, we, <laughs> we're the biggest league as far as uh, battle rap goes. And if you really want to get on as a battle rapper, you have to do it through us. There are other leagues that you can go to, but we know this is the one. This is the one where you need to be. This is how you get famous. This is how you get on TV. So now imagine somebody's a gatekeeper for them. Let's be clear. The real money is the company that's behind the Battle Rap League. So the Battle Rap League is now essentially playing gatekeeper for them. But guess what? They're going to put a gatekeeper in, in place where you're going to have to go through them. So now that gatekeeper, he has the power to keep you from that particular company. Now what you going to do? And this is also a fact. This is proven. There was a gentleman, I won't say names because there's a lawsuit going on right now, but you could definitely do your own research. There was a gentleman, he has a lawsuit against a particular company right now, and he was basically playing gatekeeper. He found talent for them. He found talent for them. He's responsible for bringing some of the most talented individuals to battle rap. That's a fact. But there's also stories of what he did to female battle rappers. How he propositioned them. Oh, okay. You want to do this? Then we have to do that. He basically set up his own casting couch. It's a fact. Women have admitted to it. He's admitted to it. You can call it what you want, but it was basically the casting couch. He just played gatekeeper. That's your job. Like, I mean... (laughs) Putting people in compromising situations has been around since the beginning of time. And that's why you have to be okay with yourself. You have to be all right and you have to be confident in your mind and you have to know what you will and what you won't do. 1% doubt you out. 1% doubt you compromise. You see certain artists, go back to Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart had an interview where he said he would never put a dress on. I'm funnier than that. I would never put a dress on. Dave Chappelle said the same thing. I never put a dress on. I'm funnier than that. Why would I do that? I'm not compromising myself. Kevin Hart, he put a dress on. Kevin Hart put a dress on. On Saturday Night Live. Put a dress on. Skit wasn't even funny. It wasn't funny at all. They had Kevin Hart playing a little girl, a a nine, ten-year-old little girl. How? They did it just to do it. Dave Chappelle didn't do it. He didn't compromise himself. Now, I'm not saying Dave Chappelle's never compromised himself, but I'm just saying in that particular instance, as far as where it goes, as far as wearing a dress, he chose not to. I would never wear it. Listen to me. See, people think it's like, ah, you wouldn't do that just for a minute. No, it's bigger than that. It's deeper than that. 
I have three children. I have two sons. So if I, as their father, put on a dress for whatever reason, I have now just okayed it for them. Son, it's okay to wear a dress because your father did it. It's not okay. No. No. It's bigger than me. That's why I will never compromise myself. Compromise yourself and then you, you, if you do reach what you think you want, you didn't do it by yourself. You depended on that other person. You let that other person put you in the trick bag. You compromised yourself. And some people are okay with that. That's fine. I'm not me. I feel like I can get my own money. I feel like I can be successful without having to compromise myself. I believe that. So gatekeepers are very real. Gatekeepers are very real. Pay attention. You'll notice sometimes whoever's the hottest in the game, you see them all over the place. You know, I, I keep using Kevin Hart as the example because remember that run, Kevin Hart was everywhere. It, anything, anything comedy was Kevin Hart. TV show, Kevin Hart. Movies, Kevin Hart. Everything online, Kevin Hart. Stand-ups, Kevin Hart. It was some way, form, or fashion. Kevin Hart had a hell of a run. I feel like his run is ending. I feel like he hasn't been funny in a long time. When he first came out, he was funny. It's like, after a while, it got watered down. But right now, Kevin Hart is the number one comedian in the game. That's a fact. Especially black comedian. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you think, you think these movies that Kevin Hart is attached to, you think Kevin Hart doesn't control who comes and, uh, like, you, if Kevin Hart says, no, nah, I don't want that person in the movie, you think they won't say, all right, well, we'll go to the next person? You think that's far-fetched? Come on, man. Sports. Sports. Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Nets in the NBA. The Brooklyn Nets got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on their team. Right? Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are two of the best players in the NBA, period. Do you think that it's far-fetched for the owner, the general manager, who's ever responsible for hiring a new coach? Do you think it's far-fetched for them to say, hey, Kevin Durant, hey, Kyrie Irving, who should we hire as a coach? Hey, we were thinking about this person. If they say no, we don't like that person, they're going to the next name on the list. That's a fact. They just play gatekeeper. It happens all the time. It's very common. But the question is, like I said in the beginning, what are you going to do with that power? The person that's in that power. Do your research. Take some time. Think about it. It's gatekeepers out here. And they're getting people to compromise themselves. Some just for just this. The, the entertainment industry is a wicked place. It's a wicked place. Don't get me wrong. Everybody that's associated with it is not wicked. That's not what I'm saying. But if you if you don't understand that there are demonic forces associated with the entertainment industry, you're crazy. It's not by accident. It's by design. It's been going on for years. Why do you think it keeps lasting this long? There's generations of it. 
and either you with it or you not. Am I saying that in order for you to get involved in the entertainment industry, you have to be demonic? No, I'm not saying that. But what I am telling you is, and I do believe this 100% in my body and in my soul, if you want to reach a certain level within the entertainment industry, do you have you compromising yourself in some form or fashion? Do I feel like that's required? Absolutely. Absolutely. But does I'm not saying that you can't make money. You can still make money. That's, that's, you can definitely make money. You got to be a hustler. You can make money. You can circumvent that. Yes, you can. But as far as getting down and, 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 and signing with a certain label or, 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 or doing movies with a certain company or, or, you know, or playing in a certain league, when you, when, when, you ever heard the term, you ever heard somebody say, oh, man, I wasn't successful in, in this because of politics. Whenever somebody says something like that, most of the time, they bumped into a gatekeeper that wanted them to compromise themselves. And it was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And a lot of times, the people that say, I'm not doing that, and they push back, they get deemed as crazy. Oh, man, that person crazy. Oh, I'm crazy because I don't want to go with the masses. Oh, I'm crazy because I ain't want to do what you was trying to do, but you want to try to act like I'm crazy. No, nah, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. And we'll leave it right there. So, again, welcome back. This is season two of Let Me Ask You a Question. Like I said, we're going to get more in depth as the episodes go along. Um, as we continue to grow, continue to build, keep coming up with different topics, keep it fresh. And we're going to make this thing go. So, again, I appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in. This, this is John. And this is another episode of Let Me Ask You a Question.